0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic gets set to announce David Turnbull's signing after a spectacular U-turn. Greg Stewart says Rangers are ready to challenge Celtic this season as they sign George Edmondson. And we now know the Premiership season, well how the Premiership season plays out as the fixtures were released today. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yes, good evening Andrew. And you say there breaking news that Rangers and Celtic both get their men. I know Turnbull's still to be announced but... Everything looks like it's done and dusted. And I'm delighted for the young boy. I'm delighted for Celtic. And I'm delighted the fact that our young talent's staying in Scotland. And you look over the city, Rangers, desperately needing a centre-back. They've addressed that. And the uh, sixth signing of this, uh, the summer. And probably more still to come. So, exciting news. And obviously, the fixture list is out for the start of the new season. Not far away. Loads of talking points tonight So make sure to get involved 0141 951 1025 is the number Or you can get in touch on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB But Gordon there's only one place to start And that is Well last night there was a a spectacular U-turn really It seemed like because the way it's gone so far Motherwell accepted a record bid from Celtic last week For David Turnbull Turnbull then knocked back Celtic's offer Before uh, Celtic took to Twitter to saying they couldn't come to an agreement with the uh, with the player and his representatives. The club then seemed to take the deal off the table. Next thing we know, he's going down south. He's he's moving to Norwich. Then on my bed last night, I'm nice and relaxed, ready to go to sleep. Look at my phone, and it looks as if he's joining Celtic. And we know today that he certainly is joining Celtic. It's uh, going to be announced tonight. We understand. What have you made of how this whole saga's played out? Listen, it's football business nowadays, Andrew. Uh, nothing surprises me. Uh, deals are never dead. Never dead. Obviously, parties disagree and they try and move on. But they're always, their communication there. I'm delighted that we've got a young talent and he is going to be a terrific talent. He's 19 years of age, remember. And Celtic have snapped him up at £3 million. And I think it's a good bit of business for Celtic. And it's a good bit of business for young David Turnbull. You're looking at a boy that finished the season with Motherwell. And he had a terrific season. Looking forward to going on holiday. All of a sudden this has been thrown on him. Let's get one thing out of the room here. It's not about money. This was never about money. I know the people that represent him. They're football guys. They want the best for him. Of course they're going to try and get the best contract they possibly can. That's their job. But this is a young lad that went and spoke to James McFadden, Andy Robertson, who's Andrew Robertson, who's been in the same position, gone for move to move to move to get advice. So it was never a money deal. And all this nonsense about the 20 grand, I know that for a fact, getting thrown about, is absolute rubbish. It's a great bit of business for both parties. And well done to Celtic. They knew what they wanted to pay. The young lad knew that he wanted to go play there for football reasons. And it's came together. Great bit of business. Were you surprised when it came out last night that the deal to Celtic was back on? No. Uh, and football nowadays, uh, you get reports that, you know, Celtic have walked away and the players away talking to Norwich. The deal's finished. Deals are never finished in football. There's always communications. It's like every walk of life and business as well. There are communications that people still talk and, you know, how did you go on at Norwich? And the young lad was quite entitled to get down there, have a look about. Now, 
What I will say And to these Celtic supporters That thought Well get ready Turnbull he was gre- He's not a greedy boy He wanted the best deal possible If this was a money situation Now this is fact If this was money Only money He'd be at Norwich City He wants to play for Celtic He made a decision Yes there was a sort of a Loopholes to get round But Celtic and David Turnbull And the people that represent him Who are very good football uh, people I know them They've sat down round the table And they've done the best deal they possibly can For a young lad to further his career And I think it's the right move There's been quite a bit of criticism and, And talk about the way that it was handled by Motherwell The way that it was handled by Celtic The way that it was handled by the players' representatives I'm pretty sure now that now that the deal is about to be announced, mm-hmm. that they're all looking forward to just putting that full saga behind them. Yeah, you can understand. You can understand Motherwell. Obviously, it's uh, life changing money for Motherwell, a fan base owned club. That sort of money is incredible to them. So you can understand that getting put out there. You can understand Celtic sticking by their guns because they know that right. Okay, we we want to pay three million. This is what we want to pay in wages. And you can understand David Turnbull and the people that represent him. But once everything gets round the table, and of course there's going to be arguments on both sides and, you know, people digging their heels in. The most important thing here tonight is we've got a young 19-year-old. And remember, he's 19 years of age. He's now looking forward to playing for a massive football club. Everything's done and dusted. And I personally think... Yes, he could have went to Norwich for a lot more money because, no disrespect to Celtic, they cannot compete with English Premiership when it comes to wages. But this lad has decided after talking to everybody, taking a bit of advice, that's what I like about this, and he's decided to stay in Scotland and play his trade with Celtic. Great move for him. You talk about James McFadden and Andy Robertson, two players that we understand you know, David Turnbull went to for mm-hmm. advice when he was deciding to, to choose where he wanted his future to lie. How much of an influence do you think two players like that, you know, James McFadden, who was an icon at Scotland level, really Andy Robertson, who's played in two Champions League finals, how much influence do you think they they would have on that decision? Well, I think he would sit down and take on board what they were, the advice they were trying to give them. Now, as you say, McFadden made the big move, but also McFadden worked with them at Motherwell. So he had a, a, a close relationship there Obviously took on board what he was saying Andy Robertson's made some terrific moves You know, Dundee United And decided then Hull And then it led them on to Liverpool So it was all football moves that he wanted It wasn't about the money And he eventually got the pot of gold At the end of it with Liverpool And obviously Champions League winner So to go to these guys and take a bit of advice Shows me that he's a young boy you know, with you know, good brains, good good intelligence to go and say, right, what is the best footballing move? This was never a money move, Andrew. And I hope that the Celtic fans get this out of their head. This was not a money move. This was all about a career changing move for a young lad. He's picked Celtic and I wish him all the best. 0141-951-1025 if you want to get on the phones. Paul is a Celtic fan in Kirkintilic. Paul, the signing's about to be announced, we believe. What do you make of it? Hey, hi, hi, Andrew. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Paul. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, I'm happy the way it's kind of worked out for Celtic. I think they they done the right thing uh, and just kind of held off a bit. The boy's only 19 now. I don't know his agent. And I don't know the way it was played in the press. But I'm really 
Oh, I think uh, I think Paul's lines dropped off there, but I mean it's a it's a happy Celtic fan, Gordon, and you've obviously seen David Turnbull this season covering games for mm-hmm. for Super Scoreboard. In terms of David Turnbull, the player, what are Celtic getting? A great bit of business, uh, a midfield player that's excellent on the ball, Andrew. He chipped in with fifteen goals from midfield. Now you can throw everything into the mix about <clears throat> you know thirty-one games. Celtic are a massive club that do their homework. Whether he played 15 games or 31 games, they know his value. They know how good he is. That's why they went and decided to spend £3 million on this lad. This lad, to me, if he keeps progressing the way that I know he will, that will be some investment for Celtic. Now, I'm not saying he'll walk into Celtic's team and play every single week, but he's at a good club. He'll learn his trade. He's got great experienced guys in there like Scott Brown who plays that position. His education will be brilliant from that DND out in the training field as well. So for a football move, I think it's fantastic for a boy. You just need to look at the amount of games that, you know, for example, Callum McGregor played last season, 69 mm-hmm. games last season in all competitions. It looks as if there, there could well be opportunities for David Turnbull in there because someone like... Cal McGregor playing all those games he could be someone that could maybe take the heat off him a wee bit and and fill in for you know when you've got European games you've got three domestic competitions not just that you look at um, the leader the captain Scott Brown another year on um, I don't think that uh, Scott Brown will play every single game now people might look at it and think well he may get loaned out I don't think that'll be the case I think it'll be a big part of it because I think he's that talented he's 19 as I keep touching on I think he's a very talented boy. He's a very quiet lad and he's a lad that believes in his own ability. And the one thing he's got in his favour is he's got bags of ability. Well, I think Paul from Kirk and Tillich, we've managed to get him back on the line. Paul, you were talking about David Turnbull there, someone that you're excited to see in a Celtic shirt. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see him. Uh, to be honest, I trust Neil Lennon. I can't remember him. Uh, been a fantastic player. I can't, I can't remember him doing anything against Celtic, but I'm a wee bit blinkered to be honest. Uh, I just really pay a lot of attention to Celtic players. The thing I'm most pleased about is that he has, uh, he's almost so sense and that he's went to a big club like Celtic where he's not maybe been had the wheel built under his eyes with some of these English Premiership teams who are wee teams who are getting made out to be massive clubs but they're just tapped up with English Premiership money and I'm not saying Norwich are a big team but they're nowhere in the league of Celtic uh, I, sometimes I'm lucky enough to have a bit of time off in the summer from my job and I listen to some of the when the English football uh, when the English stations that talk about and they talk about massive clubs massive clubs he, even the McGinn move uh, with Aston Villa, here Aston Villa are a massive club. They were a big, they were a massive club. They're not a massive club now. Uh, like the vast majority of the English teams, they never play in Europe. They never win anything. Uh, and I'm glad that the boy, for his career as well, has went to a club. He'll be able to win something. He'll play in Europe. And if he eventually wants to get down to England, he will. But I, I'm, I'm very pleased for Scottish football that he's chose Celtic. Yeah, the only thing I will say to you, Paul, I do agree with you when you say that Norwich are not a massive club compared to Celtic as football clubs with support and everything that goes with Celtic Football Club. Of course they're not. 
But Celtic are not a match financially For Norwich City and English Premier League And that's why I'm stressing on this programme That it was never money That was going to make this lad choose a football club This lad chose Celtic for his football career And I think it was the right move There was more than Norwich City in England That was interested in David Turnbull But he wanted to go to Celtic Yes, uh, communication broke down between Celtic And uh, the people that represent him Of course that happens in football Happens all the time But at least they've got round the table now Everybody's happy And the boy just needs to go on with his career well, thank you to Paul in Kirk and Teleco. 141-951-1025 on the phones. John Paul is a Celtic fan. John Paul, are you happy to see David Turnbull? Hi, panel. Uh, evening. Hi there. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy, you know. Um, it came about, and then obviously it came about that the deal had fell through. I'm like, I'm a bit like going that. I know, I know things uh, fall apart. Well, they didn't fall apart, but they're still going on the background, you know. And, and it doesn't bother me. I, you hear saying you hear that he's what um, the guy was wanting twenty grand. I didn't believe it for a minute. But what what a day like! Um, and I, I'll be honest, I've not watched a lot of the boy, but I watch sports every week, and I see he's got a good return to go. He's got a good touch. He's got enthusiasm, and he's also got ability. But for me, um, he's a young guy coming to Celtic. You know what made him saying it that he want, and he's clearly he's clearly got the ability. As I said, now people going on about Scott Brown and. He's not going to play as much. Um, but I'm thinking more like Carl McGregor, Rogic. I mean, they've kind of been out of the ball a wee bit. Um, the window's just open. Is Neil Lennon looking for a replacement for one of them, if anybody comes in for him? And if that's the case, I'm more than happy with getting a 19-year-old who's got a return of 15 goals domestically. Um, and he's got... Basically, the lad he's got the world at his feet. I, I really, really like the signing for Celtic. I like the way they've done it. I like the way they tried to do it early. Um, I read a thing when Neil Lennon watched them when they played with Hibs. Um and it was Hibs and Motherwell reserves and he watched them and he liked them then so I'm I'm happy that one that he signed um, he's a good young Scott and his talent uh, and I think it's a great signing for both parties him and the club Yeah I agree with you John Paul and let's just put this elephant out of the room 20 grand it's absolute nonsense it's yeah. absolute nonsense forget all that but you're right it gives Celtic an opportunity whether someone does come in and bid for these players because obviously a lot of clubs are looking like guys like McGregor who is a magnificent player uh, they'll be interested in him uh, Rogic I think on his game but he, he, he dipped towards the end of the season on his game was probably the best midfield player in Scotland so there's teams that will be looking at that and if they do come in with the right money Celtic I think for £3 million have, have got a great bit of business here 19 year old he's going to get better he can score goals he can get in and replace Scott Brown in games. He can get in and replace McGregor. He can get in. I just think he's a talent that Celtic will work on and make him better. And he worked with Scott Brown in that position every day in training. It's an incredible education you get. And people don't understand that. Getting into training every day and working alongside these guys, see how they how they prepare, how they train, how how they work, and, you know, positional sense, just having a chat with them. I think it's brilliant for a boy. Well, thank you to John Paul, a Celtic fan there. Neil Lennon has been talking about David Turnbull today. He says that the midfielder's chosen Celtic over a move to the Premier League after the midfielder initially rejected a deal so he could speak to Norwich. He's finally signing for the Parkhead side tonight, and Lennon says he adds a lot to the squad. He sees Celtic as... Um... 
you know, great pathway for him to progress in his career and and I would echo those sentiments. So he's a player that we've admired for a while and um he had a great season last year, breakthrough season, so you know, he's a very good Scottish young talent that we want to nurture and bring on and hopefully he'll thrive in this environment now. I mean Gordon, that's something that fans and, and managers want to see is is young Scottish players coming to their club that, that look talented you always want young homegrown players I think that's important as well for a boy to stay at 19 and as I keep saying Andrew and I won't apologise for it he's 19 he's only a young lad he's he's just had what one season with Motherwell in the Premier League he's been absolutely terrific everybody you talked about him he's a very quiet lad he's about his business very shy boy uh, to keep him in Scotland because he could have easily went down and signed by a Norwich or an English Premier team that was interested in him and probably doubled his wages. But the lads had a good talk to fellow pros. He's looked at the full situation. I think I think he's handled it absolutely terrific. He's not just jumped in there. He's sat back. He's depended on his people that represent him. They've given them advice. And let me say, I know these people and they come in for a lot of flack. They're good people, they're good football people. It's not about money for them. And I'm delighted the Celtic as well has brought in one of the best young talents in Scottish football. I think it's great for Celtic and I think it's great for Turnbull. And plus the fact, I think it's great for Motherwell. Well, there we go, because the deal does give Motherwell a club record fee of £3 million plus add-ons. Stephen Robinson has been talking today and he says that they know all about the... uh, Well, he, he says that they always know top talent, top young talent at the club will move on. That's just a template of the football club. It's very frustrating as a manager but um, you know that's, that's how it is. We lose players, we develop players and, and there's plenty more coming through the pipeline. He's come onto the scene you know we always knew about him um, when we put him in you know we, it took a wee while for him to, to fit into the team you know in terms of work rate and, and the, the understand the first team football but you know, now he's done that he's, he can go as high as he wants to go. You know, he's, he's an exceptional talent, one of the best I've worked with and he's, he's got his feet in the ground and as long as that remains and he keeps working hard he can, he can go as high as he wants to Well Rangers have made a signing of their own today George Edmondson has joined from Oldham a defender we'll be talking about him after the travel with Ali Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard we were talking before the break about how Celtic are set to announce the signing of David Turnbull well Rangers have made a signing of their own today they've completed the signing of Oldham defender George, Ed- George Edmondson mm. on a four year deal Gordon what do you make of it? Well I think it's a position that uh, Stephen Gerrard had to cover um, you know Go- um, Golson's in there Cartage Worrell went back to Nottingham Forest I thought last season they needed strength in the centre-backs. Um, I know that he was linked with a move to Portsmouth, but decided to come for Rangers. And I think you're looking around about 650 grand, so it should be a good bit of business. Don't know a lot about him, but I certainly know that Rangers need a bit of strength in there, and uh, they've addressed that. So hopefully for all the Rangers fans, it's a good sign. We look at him, 21 years old, made 54 appearances last season for the League 2 club in England. It's quite a lot of games to play at, at that age. Yeah, and a good age as well, 21. And uh, obviously the attraction, he's come out and said that he wanted to play for a Rangers manager, which a lot of people do because of who it is. So um, it's a good bit of business. And um, 
you know, time will tell. It's settling into the Scottish game. He'll get his pre-season under his belt. So the Rangers, have, they're doing good business. They're getting players in early, Andrew. They're getting them settled in. I think that's six new signings. Well, obviously, Davis with a new contract. There's still a couple of more to come in. So they're going to have a good squad, a strong squad, and it'll be interesting to see how they start the season. When you look at the squad now, that's... In terms of centre-backs, Connor Goldson's there, Nikola Katic is there, mm. as you said, Joe Worrell left, there's Gareth McCauley as well who's left the club. Mm. George Edmondson makes that three centre-backs. Do you feel that Rangers still need one more? Yeah, I do. Uh, especially with the amount of games that the Rangers play over a season. Um, and I think that the more you can get in there, the better. Two things that gives you good competition. And uh, if you get any problems, then it gives you good cover. So I do think, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe one more come in there for um, Rangers. Um, but they've got one in, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Young age, 21, wants to play for a club, wants to play for a manager. So Rangers fans, I think, will be delighted with that bit of business. I remember Stephen Gerrard at the tail end of last season, he was talking about his sort of centre-back options, and he said the way that he likes to work it is he has sort of three first-team centre-backs that all rotate and he likes a fourth centre-back who is either one of two things. One is an experienced centre-back who the others can learn from or a young project. Would you see George Edmondson come in as that young project or do you think that he could possibly be one of the three in with Katic and Goldson? Uh, be interesting to see if he changes his system uh, next next year. He could actually go to a three with two wing-backs because everybody talks about Tavernier you know, defensively, but going forward he's brilliant. Uh, Barisic on the other side going forward is very good as well um, or he's just going to decide to have plenty of cover in there and uh, plenty of competition uh, so it'll be interesting he'll look at over the pre-season games and then he'll pick obviously what he feels will be strongest to to start the season obviously at the end of the season Cartage and Goldston were in positions uh, but he's brought him in I think he's into to be a real contender to play week in, week out. Is that something that Steven Gerrard really needs to sort out? Because you look at last season, the start of the season, it was Goldson and Katic. Mm-hmm. It then changed to Goldson and Worrell. And by the end of the season, it was Goldson and Katic again. Do you think it's just a case of Steven Gerrard really needs to find that partnership that he can rely on? Yeah, I think partnerships all over the pitch are important, Andrew. But the problem is you need a good squad now. Uh, because the amount of games you look at the amount of games that Cal McGregor played for instance you, you know last year at the end of the season he was running in empty so players nowadays play especially when you're at the top clubs they play so so many games so you need cover but you need good cover you know you just don't want people that can fill the, the, the shirt you need people that can go out there and perform you know in the big games so he's brought this lad in, he's obviously done his homework on him, he likes him, he likes everything about him. As I say, I think he'll be in there to put a bit of pressure on Katic and Golson. 01419511025 on the phones. Well, uh, one of Rangers' new signings, Greg Stewart, has been talking today. He says Rangers are out to right some wrongs this season as they look to win some silverware. The forward joined on a free transfer from Birmingham this summer and he says they're ready to challenge Celtic. Absolutely, I've only, I've only been in here a couple of days. Oh, they done so well last season, just fell short. And we just want to put things right this season. So, as I say, we just want to keep on work, working hard and then and we'll see what happens. When you play for Rangers, there's a demand on you to win football matches. 
and, and that's what we want to do at this club. For me personally, it's obviously a massive, a massive opportunity to sign for this great club. I'm just relishing it. I'm just excited, train hard, and, and then we'll see what happens when the, when the games come. As I say, it's, I've only been here a couple of days. I'm just I'm happy to be here, happy to work hard. The boys have been brilliant since I've came in. They've welcomed me. Um, so, as I say, I just can't wait for the, the games to get started. You're at Rangers, you're going to get competition for places. And it's, it's one I'm looking forward to. Hopefully that makes us an even better team. For the boys that's, that's starting, they'll, they'll push on and, and they'll, they'll just get, get the points, get the, get the victories. There's going to be a lot of obstacles in the season. So, we need a big squad as well. So, no, I'm looking forward to it and I'm excited. That's six summer mm-hmm. signings that Stephen Gerrard's made already. Would you still expect there to be a few more to come in? Yeah, I do. Um, as I say, he may look at the centre-half position. Um, he may look at up front as well. Yeah, I do think there'll be more signings to come in. Just listening to Greg Stewart there, I feel he's excited to be at Ibrox. His best playing days probably Kamarnock. I've got to say he was excellent down there. Aberdeen, I watched him, uh, not really impressed with him at Aberdeen. Birmingham, it didn't work for him. So he's going into another big club, bigger than probably Aberdeen and Birmingham. And he's got to prove himself. For me, Greg Stewart will start the season, could be wrong, as a squad player. But it's up to him, when he gets the opportunity, to take that opportunity. What have you made of the standard of, of signings that we've made so far? Because you've got the likes of, you know, Jake Hasty, Greg Stewart, Jordan Jones are players that have come in from. Well, I know Greg Stewart came from Birmingham technically, but he was playing in the Scottish Premiership last season. So was Jordan Jones. So was mm-hmm. Jake Hasty. You've got George Edmondson coming in from Oldham. Are these the type of players that are going to help Rangers challenge Celtic? Um, only time will tell, Andrew. How you settle into a club the size of Rangers. There have been players come in that you think, you know, you look at Kamara for instance, 50,000 from Dundee and Rangers have been delighted with his performances. He's settled in very, very well. So you don't know until you get the player in there, you work with them and then you see how he reacts to when you're playing at Ibrox with the good times, when you're playing well and you're winning and the times when maybe things are going against you and the fans are really at you, how you handle that pressure. Um, you know, there's one or two players there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Young Hasty, for instance, got loaned out. Um, he's not been on the scene too long. I think he, he only played about thirteen games for Motherwell. Terrific move for him. I worked with him at Airdrie. Great lad, fantastic p- pace, good ability. But he may just get loaned out to get a bit of experience. But he's certainly making his signings and he's making them early. He knows what he wants. But only time will tell if they all fit in together. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phone lines. We want to hear from you, Rangers fans. What do you think of the signing of George Edmondson? But for now, we've got Alec, who's a Motherwell fan, and uh, he wants to talk about David Turnbull. Aye, what is Andrew? Thanks for taking my call. It's the uh, no one to nitpick with Gordon DL, but Gordon, at the start of the program, you said there about Big Turnbull uh, wanting to go to Celtic and then wanting to go here, and it's no about the money and that. I agree with you there. I don't think it is about the money. Mm-hmm. But if he's had desperate to go to Celtic, how did he end up going down to Norwich and, and talking with them? Well, it's, the case, Alec, it's, he would say, right, well, let's sit down and trash this suit. No, it's, it takes it, a week, whatever. But it can't be that desperate to go to Celtic that he went down to Norwich. Well, look, see, at the end of the day, what happens, remember, take into consideration, this is a young lad at 19 that puts responsibility on the people that represent him. They're there to do the best they possibly can. That's their job. 
to go and get this young lad the best contract. Celtic are prepared to pay three million for him. So there will be breakdowns sometimes in negotiations. So what you do is you go away and you find out exactly what other teams are looking at. You have a look at them. Everybody still keeps in touch. So I don't think you can blame Celtic, Motherwell, or David Turnbull and the people that represent him. I think it's just I just think it's a modern day game, but the the end result is, and I'm delighted for the boy. He's at Celtic, and I think he's chosen the right pathway for his career. I think it's a good move for him. I I don't disagree with that, Gordon. No, I mean it's just that if he was that desperate, as I said, to go to Celtic, surely you take a wee bit longer. You sit down, don't release nothing at the press, and say, right, let's try and get this thrashed out. But to me, it was. He's the way down to Norwich, well, let's see if they can offer him, I, I don't think it's money, but I think that, in my personal opinion, I think his problem would be going to Celtic with, I don't think he was going to be guaranteed first team football. I don't, I Alec, I, I, stop, I, stop, I don't think, I don't think for one minute that David Turnbull would have walked in and said to Celtic, look, if I'm not guaranteed first team football, I'm away to speak to Norwich. I think that's nonsense, I really do. I think the boy has just left it to the people that advise him. He's put his trust in them. And and I know the people, and they're very good footballing people. They're not greedy people for money. They they look at a young boy at 19, they want to make sure he picks the right club. They're entitled to go and speak to other clubs because negotiations at that time between Celtic and David Turnbull were, were apart. They couldn't agree. So they decided, okay, fine. And it happens in football. They went away and all of a sudden you still keep in touch and all of a sudden things, you know, got in a situation where they said, right, okay, let's get round this table and see if we can finally get this sorted. And it's brilliant, the Celtic. It's a great bit of business for them and it's brilliant for David Turnbull. You know, you say these things happen in... Can I just talk about the the Mullow team for next year? Mm. Do you know how that Mullow's... I actually get rid of too many players here because that's nearly a, a full midfield, isn't it? You've got Turnbull away, mm. Hasty away, looks as if Cadden's gone, Gordon's yeah. gone, Aldred's gone. I mean, that's that's some rebuilding process for Robinson, is it no? Yeah, but teams like Motherwell uh, are used to doing that, Alec. Uh, do it season in, season out. The minute you produce a good player, whether it's Motherwell, Hamilton, all these teams, you know, the, the, the smaller clubs as we call them, the big fish will come and take them off you, then you've got to rebuild again. But you've got to say, Alec, for to get three million quid in a fur part into Motherwell, Alan Burrows must take the biggest round of applause ever. What a piece of business that is for a club the size of Motherwell. Brilliant. And hopefully the manager will get some of that to go. And yes, it is a hard job for him. He's got to now rebuild another squad. Alec, are you hoping that with that money, Stephen Robinson is able to to put back together the squad that, that has fallen apart this summer? Oh, of course. I, I just don't know how much yet he's, he's going to get. First and foremost, I, you've got to look after the, the club as a whole. Mm-hmm. And as Gordon says, I mean, it's, Alan Burroughs has done a great job. All that money's coming in. But it, it just kind of, I'm not saying it worries me, but you, you look at it, it's a full midfield, basically. It's, it, it, it's a way. And to bring in even one or even two guys to the calibre of the guys that we had, I mean, that's a hard job for the guy. Well, I think that uh, the Motherwell manager, you know, he knows that. He knows that season in, season out, that he's going to lose his best players. You know, you look at Curtis Mangan up to Aberdeen, you talk there, Alec, about the midfield and the young talent. 
But I know that Motherwell have got a terrific uh, youth set up um, They work very hard at it So the man, Motherwell manager will be hoping there's another couple of David Turnbulls to come in Plus the fact he's got great contacts down south as, as we've seen So it's up to him to now go and bring in players That can keep Motherwell progressing forward And staying in the league and try to get to cup finals again And Try to get more bums on seats So it'll be an interesting season Not just for Motherwell You know you look at Livingston Have lost a lot of good players as well Hamilton lo- lose players So teams at that sort of a level Have to rebuild season in season out That just seems to be the way of, of Scottish football Doesn't it Gordon That you know As soon as a player starts playing well Scoring goals Catching the eye They've all got a price They will mm-hmm. be off at some point But it's just the manager's job to To make sure that they can find more of those players And when you take jobs like that, Andrew, the, the chief exec will sit down and talk to you and say, look, here, here is, here's what happens. If someone comes in with an offer for one of our best players, then if it's an acceptable offer, they, they take it. Managers know that. They know that that's in their job title now. They know that their best players are going to be taken away from them. So they've got to keep their eye on the ball, bring their youth through, and also look at players in the market that can go and pick up a wee gem to bring into their team. And that's what good managers do. Well, thank you to Alec in Motherwell. 01419511025 if you want to get involved on the phones. The fixtures were announced today and we'll be taking a look at them after the travel with Ali. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to thompsons.com. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And we've been talking about transfers up to this point, but the Premiership fixtures were announced today. It's always interesting to take a look at them. Gordon Clubs looking to see where they're playing. I mean, it's always the, the first fixture of the season that, that clubs look at, but further ahead, there's obviously the, the interesting ones as well. Have a look through the, uh, the Premiership opening weekend. It's Aberdeen against Hearts. Celtic have Flag Day against St Johnston. It's Hibs against St Mirren. Livingston at home to Motherwell. And Hamilton travel to Ross County. And then on the Sunday, it's Kilmarnock Rangers at Rugby Park. Which ones stand out for you? Um, I think the Saturday games, obviously, the Champions Celtic at home to St Johnston. You'd expect them to open up with a, a victory there, a good win in front of a packed uh, crowd. Uh, then you look at Aberdeen Hearts, always a good game. And then you get into the Sunday. And, um, you know, Rangers come up against the Kilmarnock team with a new manager, foreign manager. Alessio and Billy Bowie described him, the owner of Kilmarnock, as the best manager in Scotland. Yeah, today. I was going to ask you about that. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Well, the best manager in Scotland, uh, that's interesting. He's never managed. He's been a number two. Yes, he's got terrific experience. A number two to management is completely different. Uh, he's managing a different country. He doesn't really know the football. It'll be interesting to see his style of play. Uh, but he's got bags of experience as a number two and he's worked in some terrific clubs and, you know, under Conte as well. So he's obviously, the education he's got for that is terrific. Uh, but I think it's a bit of a gamble. Uh, it may work for Kilmarnock because Stevie Clark was always going to be a hard act to follow. But it'll be interesting to see and that game, I think, will take the eye on the Sunday. Everybody will be watching to see how Kilmarnock performed, but obviously... How Rangers start the season with their new players. 
Well, it will be interesting as well because Greg Stewart is obviously signed for Rangers now. He was at Kilmarnock on loan for the first half of the season. There was then that sort of tug of war between Kilmarnock mm-hmm. and Aberdeen who was going to get him on loan for the second half of the season after the fixtures were announced today. He was asked about it and he says he's looking forward to the prospect of taking on his old side Kilmarnock on the opening weekend of the season. He said he decided to leave the club, well, he decided to leave the club in favour for a return to Aberdeen in January, but he still says he owes the rugby park side a lot. It's always a tricky place to go. They're a good side. Um, I've not been back since I, since I left. I'm sure I'll get a good reception. But no, it's it's a difficult game, but I'd imagine they all, they all would be to begin with. So, but it's one it's one we'll, we'll look forward to and hopefully we get off to a, a great start. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to going back. I'm looking forward to the sooner the better. And Obviously, it's the first game of the season, but for us, it's just there's plenty of work to do off-season before, before, before then. So, no, but we're looking forward to it. I can only thank thank the people that's there behind behind the scenes as well. There's a lot of a lot of great people and the, the club's going in the right way. They had a great season last season. Obviously the, the manager's left, Steve, and um, they've got a new manager in now. So I can just imagine it's just, it's just got to be a, as much a difficult game. It's a it's a hard place to go. Obviously the the pitch as well, but no, it's it's got to be a difficult game. And but as I say, it's it's one we'll look forward to. Gordon, I think his tongue was in his cheek there when he was saying that he's uh, expecting a good reception from the Kilmarnock fans. Yeah, I think he may um, because I think he's quite right to thank Kilmarnock because I think because of his performances at Kilmarnock, Andrew, that's the reason he's getting moved to Rangers because it didn't happen for the boy at Birmingham. I watched him at Aberdeen. I didn't think he was one of those players that Rangers would be jumping in to sign. So obviously I think his performances, and I thought he was terrific at Kilmarnock, I really did, I think that Rangers have looked at those performances and that's why they've decided to sign him. So I think Greg Stewart's quite right to thank Kilmarnock because I think they've played a big part in him being at a club the size of Rangers. And then once you look past the fixtures on the first day of the season, I think in this part of the world anyway, the ones that people tend to look to are the, the old firm matches. The first one at Ibrooks on the 31st of August, the second one at Celtic Park on the 29th of December and the third one at Ibrooks on the 14th of March. And of course, if they both finish in the top six which you fully expect mm-hmm. they would do then the, the fourth would be after the split yeah I think all eyes will be on the 31st of August um, it's important you got off to a good start um, obviously Rangers away to Kilmarnock first game I think St John's, uh, St Johnston will find it very difficult to get anything at Celtic Park on the Saturday uh, but then everything will lead up to you know the big game at Ibrox and I think we'll have a fair idea of you know how close the teams really are when it comes to the 31st August because they'll have played a lot of games they'll have their players settled in uh, they'll be up to speed match fitness everything like that uh, I can't wait for that I'm really looking forward to that and it'll be interesting to see the two starting lineups. Line how many changes for the last Celtic uh, sorry Rangers Celtic game at Ibrox 01419511025 on the phones. Kenny's a Celtic fan in Shawlands. He wants to talk about David Turnbull, but first of all, Kenny, the fixtures out today at home to St Johnston on the first day of the season. How do you think that is? Aye, aye. good start. Get three points in the bag. Uh, good day for, for all the supporters. Can see the flag going up. And in terms of David Turnbull? Well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not happy with the way that the club's handled this one, to be honest with you, because. I mean, we're hearing, you know, saying it's not about the money and all that. But if it wasn't about the money, he would have, you know, he would have been signed up last uh, last week. You know, there would have been none of this uh, delaying. You know, I mean, if it was here for trophies, that was what it was all about. And, uh, and then we're hearing about, you know, we've got temporary, 
you know, head of recruitment. I just, I just don't think that the club's particularly got a plan, and we seem a bit flapping over Turnbull. Well, I think it's just a modern day uh, situation, Kenny, with uh, players and obviously people that represent them. They gain and one will start high, one will start low. They're trying to do the best for the club. The agents are trying to do the best for the players. Negotiations did hold on. Negotiations did break down, but there's never a there's never one a one second, ca- Kenny. There's never a case when the they turn around and say, yeah, okay, they can come out and say, well, it's a done deal, or the deal's off the table. We've heard all that before, but communication's always there in football. And um, the most important thing of this deal is that Celtic have stuck by their guns. The representatives in David Turnbull are happy with what they've got, and Motherwell are happy. So everybody's happy to move forward, and I think that's what we should do, and let this boy... Got on me's footballing career. What's the strategy, though? Right, well, you know, last week you're saying, you know, it wasn't. You said Ella, it wasn't a year for for money. It was all about trophies. If that was the case, there would be no problem. If it, if the talks broke down, don't make, don't you know, don't wash your dirty laundry in public. We threw him under a bus, and then we're here and we've got this temporary head of recruitment coming in. I just don't think we've particularly got a strategy, and I'm a bit worried. Well, I understand the head of recruitment. Um, obviously, Celtic need one. Um, whether he's here to stay, but apparently it's just for the summer. Well, yeah, it was announced yesterday. Nicky Hammond's come in initially over the summer period, and then we'll see from there whether it's yeah. Up. Which which I think is nowadays is a good bit of business, Andrew. Why commit to someone that that you've not worked with? One second, Kenny. I think it's a case of. You know, you get in there, you see how you got on, you see how the relationship is with the manager, the chief exec, obviously, you know, head of recruitment. And then you decide over the summer if that's the way forward. Rather than just come in and commit, I don't think Celtic are doing any bad business there. I think it's good business, the fact that they're sitting back, taking their time. Yes, the Turnbull thing became a circus act. But it fin- finally got there. And the most important thing is, Neil Lennon, who the Celtic fans trust, is delighted with the signing, and the boy is delighted to sign. Move on. Have you seen that before? Throwing the player under a bus and then signing him? How do you mean throwing him under a bus? Telling everybody that he didn't want to play for us, he wanted more money. I don't think Celtic come out and said he doesn't want to play for us. I don't think that was ever. I don't think that. I think. I, I don't think that was ever mentioned, Kenny. That he Celtic said. Well, We've uh, made a magnificent offer. He wants more money. That was all. Hold on, but, but that's that uh, right. Hold on, but everybody nowadays in the modern day world, you can't keep anything a secret. We all know that. It's that's guaranteed. There'll be rumours out there. They were talking twenty grand and all that. Absolute nonsense. I mean, Celtic never nonsense. said. Celtic never said that. He wanted more money They just said that they'd failed to reach an agreement exactly. With Turnbull's representatives And everybody's quite right Celtic are quite right to say Look, this is our, this is where we stop This is our deadline That's what we're offering And the agents and the player are quite right To walk away and say Well, we don't really We would like a wee bit more somewhere along the line Or whatever it may be Negotiations all the time in these deals. Remember, this is a three million pound deal you're talking about. It's not a free transfer or a, you know a hundred grand. It's a three million pound player. So the negotiations fell down. It happens. The most important thing is that I get picked back up, 
And the boy came to Celtic. Celtic are delighted. I think it's a great bit of business. Well done to Celtic. And I think David Turnbull's delighted. What is the problem? Why do we always have to bring up all this nonsense about the boy wanted more money? No, he didn't. The boy was asked to get in there with his representatives, get the best contract he possibly can, and then sign for Celtic. At the beginning, it didn't work. Now it's worked. Both parties are happy. Well, thank you to Kenny and Shollins. Gordon, when you look at it, you say these things happen all the time. Was it really just a case that because it all came out on Twitter and in public and and things like that, that's why there's been so much focus on it from Celtic fans and that's why people like Kenny aren't happy is because they've found out about it and it's been played out on social media and, and things like that. You know, Andrew, nowadays it's very hard to keep anything a secret in football. You know, there are leaks everywhere. We know that happens. Twitter and... You know, it goes out there in the papers and people spread rumours and then it gets inflated with money and, you know, he wanted 20 grand and all this, carry on a week, which was nonsense. It just happens. But the end result is the best result for both parties. And I think now Celtic fans will embrace him because he's a terrific talent. Scott Brown will embrace him, as he's come out in the papers said. The deal's done. Let the boy at 19 go and play football and move on with his career and he'll have a very good career. Well, thank you to everyone that got involved tonight, whether that was on the phones, on Twitter or just listening at home. Thank you to Gordon DL in the studio. We'll be back next week from Monday to Friday. GBX is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.